0: In the sports talk radio justice world, mediocre quarterback play and porous tackling are considered especially heinous. On the Lance J Show, the dedicated detectives who investigate these vicious felonies are members of an elite squad at Paragon 7 Studios. These are their stories. <laughs>
1: hey man thank you jay for having me on but but jay we got to throw that accent over my e do pray do pray not calling Dupre. me do it all right Dupre. now pray pray i apologize i
0: apologize do pray yeah. do pray nah, uh, kelly um yes. tell us about yes. tell us about your your matriculation and tell us about Running for for council for the second time, what are some of the things that you did in your campaign that you think that you did better this last go around than the first time?
1: Well, I don't know if it's it's hooking up with more soldiers, mm. you know, getting raising more money, mm. you know, a bigger army and a bigger purse. That was only able to happen this go around because of what we did the first time out, right? You know, so it wasn't the first time. Even though we didn't claim the seat, we didn't win the seat, it still wasn't a loss. All of the work that we put in actually was uh, a great thing to help us and and project us into winning now, you know, to being on the forefront. It made the team, Baraka, our mayor, notice us in a different way. Mm. And it made him realize how valuable we were to add to his team, you know. And he said it himself. You know, we've actually made Team Baraka better. And now Team Baraka is helping us in the West Ward make, continue to make this city better.
0: Yeah, that's, that's, that's phenomenal. Tell us, uh, Dupre, tell us about some of the challenges that, that you have up in, in Brick City. Like, what are, because this is a national platform, what are some of the local issues and challenges that you guys have in, in your city, your town that you grew up in, that you've been repping your whole life?
1: Well, I think in cities like Newark, New Jersey, one of the challenges are um, trying to make, trying to keep the balance. Mm. You know, what I mean by that is the people who are part of this city doing this downtime, they want to be, they should want to be a part of this city doing this renaissance, right? You have to be. That's one of the challenges, balance. And we've been doing a great, Great thing here in Newark, New Jersey. Our mayor has been, been fighting for uh, having turning renters into owners. And that's something that we talked about in 2018. And he's doing those type of things through uh, affordable housing, putting $20 million into affordable housing so that people with medium incomes of $32,000, that they have an opportunity to be, be included in the city's process and growth.
0: No, that's 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 all major stuff. I'm curious now. I'm a healthcare guy. You pray, I I really my background. And since we last talked, when we first talked, I was on ESPN. So I interviewed you, I was on ESPN Philadelphia. I've kind of moved my right. platform into more of a news talk platform. I'm really a healthcare executive by trade. I spent many years in the Blue Cross system as a vice president, uh, putting right. networks together, putting um, provider groups together and serving underserved communities. Tell us about some of the healthcare issues in Newark, especially with COVID. How how are people like yourself that, that are now in positions of power able to, to really continue to, to wave the flag and help people, especially the black and brown communities, which we know had adverse effects from COVID, and which we know are less likely to, to be able to have access to a doctor, more likely to have diabetes, more likely to have hypertension and other healthcare issues. How does it work at the, at the council level, at the leadership level, uh, to make sure that healthcare organizations are held accountable and opportunities are given for your constituents to be as healthy and live as long and prosperous as possible?
1: Well, I think that all around the world, COVID, we understand what COVID did to our world, not just our communities. But I think that neighborhoods like Newark, New Jersey, we already had a problem even before COVID because people do not want to go to the hospital. They do not want to get checked out. They do not want to understand what is going on with them. So the ideas that we have, talking to the health department and pulling the, the vans up that that actually uh deal with people with they are in the neighborhood meet the people where they are um the people who can't who don't want to go down to the hospitals or who don't want to travel to the hospitals we pull up and and we have doctors on the vans mm. on the buses who actually test them you know just do screenings of blood pressures and hypertension and, and you know, blood pressure is a is a, a silent killer. Yeah. So we we have them do those type of things, but also we do vaccinations, mobile vaccinations during the campaign. I run a nonprofit organization, or I, I'm a founder of a nonprofit organization. We now have a new executive director, but we what we did is we teamed up with NJ COVID, NJ COVID, which is New Jersey COVID. And anybody that had a problem, if they weren't feeling well and they couldn't get out of their home, my partnership with NJ COVID, we pulled up right to their home, right on their porch, mask wow. up, gloves up, and we and we tested them right there. And then we took it back to the lab. They got an email to tell them what was going on with them, and if they further needed more more help, then we had somebody that will let them know meet this doctor at this hospital. Go get taken care of. Right. So we continue to do that. Um, you can pull up in the neighborhood and, you know, a lot of people are still against vaccinations, but we we offer the vaccinations in our community because it's important about for people to understand what's going on and to be protected. So not only do we vaccinate, but we educate on what vaccinations are. We educate you on what COVID is. And just in case you don't know because something that affects you, uh, you know, I've lost friends from COVID. Yeah. Um. So something that might affect you might not affect the person, and it might affect the person in a different way. Right. So we we meet the people where they are, and we pull up in their neighborhoods. We go with the where the people where the hospitals go. We take the people out of the hospital and bring them into the community. You know, I was just telling somebody this. When you love your city, you can change a with you. When you love your city, you can change it. And what I mean by that is that when you love something, you treat it differently. Yep. Your respect is different. Your care is different. And it's time for us to get back to caring. A lot of us don't care because of the times, because of the circumstances, because of what's going on around us. But once we get back to caring, the mindsets change. Once the mindset changes, then things around you start to change. Mm. You look good. You feel good. You do good.
0: That's very, very inspirational words. So if you're just tuning in on on Urban One or any of our affiliates around the country, um, I'm talking to Dupre Kelly. Now, I, I know him. Historically from I'm I'm still bumping Chief Rocker. I'm still still bumping the the old school hits. Oh, man. Thank I'm still you so much. I'm still bumping uh um uh what I'm after, I'm, I'm still bumping Keepers of the Funk, all of that stuff. But what I love about his career trajectory and you know I've had a chance uh with with Rampage from Flip Mode being my co-host and, and having a chance to meet a lot of people in the industry that were doing it back Shout in the 90s. The Shout out to Rampage. Rampage, Rampage is on Rock the Bells or Serious XM now. So Rampage is, is doing his thing, man. Shout out shout yes out to he him.
1: Is. But what, yeah. I,
0: what I love about what I see in the industry, brothers like us that, you know, are not in our 20s anymore, in our 30s anymore, to see someone like yourself that has a, a major rep from being an MC and not putting that behind you, but using that platform to get to another platform where you could be a public servant. What would you say is the biggest change in your life from getting into actually getting in the big chair, getting into that chair where you are a public servant now? How has your life changed and what's kind of your your daily routine I think a lot of uh, listeners would be interested in your daily routine
1: I think the only thing that changes is I have to be even more on my P's and Q's mm. I have to be more sharp mm. because I'm under scrutiny for being the first mm. I'm under scrutiny for for people uh, who have a, a, a negative connotation about what hip hop is right. you know I'm under scrutiny because the seniors don't care about Chief Rocker. Right. They don't care about right. TikTok or Funky Child. They want to know what What are you going to do for our community? What are you going to do for the seniors and the youth and the quality of life in our community? So they don't care about none of the hip hop stuff. So my goal is not only to prove that I am a public servant and the right public servant who who has the opportunity to govern where I grew, but I have to prove to them that this is what hip hop looks like grown up. Right you know that this is not the negative thing and thank god that laws of the underground you know we didn't really talk that bad like right. we didn't really speak of negativity like that in our record yeah i mean we we were young people with and having fun but none of that music really was was utilized to to in a negative way to combat my my campaign and that's because it wasn't nothing to you right we had great great business we had great mentors around us that kept us on a straight now and, and that challenged us to be better it's easy to be negative it's harder to, to to walk the straight line so that's the challenge of walking that straight line because if i trip walking into city hall right now people are going to say see i told you you should have never voted the wraparound. Right. so it's, it's it's really harder for me on a day to day Than any other politician, especially when I don't consider myself a politician, but I have to because I am in that game now. It's just that since politicians and politics got such a bad rap because they never really represented us, we didn't have any representation that represented us. Anytime that legislation was made, it wasn't really made for black and brown people. It was made against black and brown people. At least that's how it felt. But now, locally in North New Jersey, we have a young man who comes out of the hip hop industry that fights for them, that is there for them, that can that you can hold accountable. So on my day to day, you know, I try to get there earlier than anybody else. Mm. I created legislation before anybody else. I'm doing things before anybody else because nobody expects me to do anything except put rappers on my staff.
0: Right. Nah man, it's um thank you so much, pray, man. It's just uh if you it's a phenomenal journey that you have that I've been following over the years and, and to run and to lose, but to learn the lessons, learning politics, learning to, to have the right staff, learning how to finance your campaign, all of that stuff, and then to come back. And when I just as someone that grew up in New Jersey, I know I know that the city's behind you. I know that the state's behind you and I know that the culture is behind you. And uh, we need more brothers like you that that understand the culture, but can draw from things that they learn in the industry and learn on tour and and learn, you know, being creative and making music. But to take that and to take your education and to take. um, all of the cachet and all of the plugs that you have to to really become a public servant—that's going to help so many people in, in so many facets of life. And, and just salute to you for for doing that, man. Before before I let you go, we always let people uh where where can people plug in with you, whether it's on the gram, whether it's uh, at city hall or, or wherever your offices are. If somebody wants to plug in with you, what's a good place to reach you?
1: Thank you, man. um I want to say thank you to you too. Before I give them that information, thank you for continuing and allowing me to utilize your platform. Yes, sir. Um, And that's a a very nice G-Wagon. I think I need to get one myself, Um, but we're going to wait on that. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I just want to tell anybody that wants to get in touch with me, whether it's uh, from the hip-hop culture, and that's another thing before I say that, I want people to understand this is not just a win for Newark, New Jersey. This is a win for the culture of hip-hop. But it's not just a win for our city or our state. If you are from the hip-hop culture, I want you to utilize us. Utilize us as a template, as a blueprint for your city, for your state. You know, and let's work together because that's how it's going to happen if we do things together. You can reach out to me on the gram. My, my private personal gram is do it all. That's D-O-I-T-A-L-L-D-U at the end. So do it all, do. And if you want to reach out to me, on uh the legislative side side as the honorable dupre kelly you can hit me up at do it all that's d-o-i-t-a-l-l 4 f-o-r north
0: you are listening to the lance j radio network If you are a business owner in the DMV and looking to expand your consumer base, Ward 8 is now accepting applications for an amazing retail project. Incubate the 8 will feature 10,000 square feet of retail space adjacent to the Congress Heights Metro Station and located next to several key entertainment venues in Washington, D.C. To apply, go to www.stelizabetheast.com and peruse the many development initiatives taking place in the Congress Heights neighborhood. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flip Squad. This man was on the track with LL with LL and, and, and big smiles. That's, that's a legacy. That's hip-hop history right there. I should change it to the Rampage show. James Lewis. I'm not gonna do that though. <laughs> you crazy, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.